Welcome back. You're tuned into The Man Charlie Candidate, where two grown men act their shoe size and not their age. My name is G-Man. I'm sitting across from P-Boss today. And today we're going to be chatting about remakes in Hollywood, whether that be TV or film. Uh, either way, there are some very crummy ones out there and there are some fabulous ones. We're going to discuss them. How are you this morning, my dear P-Boss? Bro, I'm so well. I feel, yes. I feel once again, I have donned the podcasting pants and uh, I just feel, I feel in the zone. I got to tell you, I mean, you got them taken up. They fit you this time, man, too. Like, that's just great. You look it's good. Not, it's not overall the fit that's important, I find, with podcasting pants and just for my needs. I find it's just the vibe they bring, you know? <laughs> exactly. And the stains they don't have. I hope they've been in the wash, my bro. Uh, okay, yeah, let's not go too deep into that. Yeah. Don't That's a whole pressure. other episode. Don't put pressure <laughs> on me or my podcasting pants. Oh, that's a very, I can't see them right now currently, you know, but, um, you know, in a break, you know, perhaps I'll be privy to some certain information and that's very exciting for me. I may, I may be standing up. I may be standing up later on. <laughs> yeah. And, I sure uh, hope so. How are you? How are you doing, my brother? In these in these pandemic times, I meant to mention it to you last week. Does it yeah. feel like you're in the very early stages of a George Romero film? It really is starting to feel like that. As we're we're in the middle of uh, well, actually, we're not in the middle of the end of July in 2020, and um, we are recording and reporting from Victoria, Australia. And in fact, we are having the the doozy of a time of having a. Uh, "Quote unquote second wave of the uh, the pandemo, which is reaping the uh, reaping the planet. Um, and yes, it's getting super weird. It really is. And I feel very lucky to be. I'm not in the city at the current yes. point. I'm not in the city of Melbourne. I'm in the country. Yes. Um, and out my window, you'll be able to see gum trees and glorious sunshine. And I feel I very it. lucky. More to the point, how are you, my dude? Because you are, in fact, uh, in an epicenter of a global pandemic currently. I mean, I'm 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 sort of I'm sort of still technically regional. Like cities vex me and bum me out. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm going quite well, my brothers. I mean, we're getting. Um, but look, if if Australia was the parent, then Victoria's. But we've been sent to our rooms, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we, well, we have. And I've seen some wonderful maps. Actually, people reimagining Australia, putting Tasmania where Victoria is, and just sending us <laughs> off to sea. I think it's lovely. And look, man, I wouldn't mind being on a, a smaller island. Australia's an island, obviously, but you wouldn't know. It's just so damn huge. So there's a bit of it, look, yeah. You know, just crack us off at the Murray River and send us off into the uh, the Tasman Sea. I don't mind, to be honest. I'm ready, dude. I've got my swimmers on and my and my paddles. Not much else. Know, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm ready for a good paddling. I get it. Yeah, you look like Jeff Hugel in his prime, mate. It's a, it's, dude, it's impressive, isn't it? Thank you, thank you. If anyone's going to preach, it's you. Oh, this is what I know. These things are not lost on me, but it, it does feel like so. I went out yesterday for the first time since the since the additional part of being sent to our room is saying you've got to don the mask. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it. I did feel like it, things felt George Romeroing ish. I mean, he's on the side going, "I told you, I told yeah. you, That's made a I movie made, about it. <laughs> I made a couple of them. Damn it, I made a movie." Yeah. Yeah, seriously, man. So yeah, it's getting very much like that. And as I said, I'm isolated in regional Victoria, which is great. Um, but nonetheless, there's still a vibe. And the fact is that I know 
a bunch of folk now, and I'm sure we all do who've been directly affected by this. And so um, all my thoughts are with you folk and, you know, rest up. Hope it's a swift recovery. I really do because it's, uh, it's getting freaky out there. Yeah. Um, I, I, I recommend large, large servings of gaming and, ooh. you know, Netflix. I mean, I'm not a oh. doctor. I know I should have mentioned that to you the other day before I looked at your scar, but um, <laughs> I, I had such faith in you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I really yes. did. Yes, um, it and and all those tinctures and ointments and balms that mm. I told you to apply in in while I'm being honest, they're going to have no positive effect. Okay, because they do sting quite a bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, I yeah. can just get them straight off. Okay, yeah, thank I, you. Yeah, yeah. I really probably should have told me that last week. Arguably, anyway. they will directly make it worse. But that's okay. Ah, I thought, neither here nor the there. Burning. <laughs> I thought the burning was the healing process, but yes, no, just regular burning. Great. That's, that's <laughs> very much do. Ah, good old actual, fashion burn. <laughs> yeah, actual burning. Um, yeah. So you know, I'm not a doctor. However, I would recommend <laughs> yeah. as much as possible to our to our pe- people listening. You know, lots of gaming in various forms, um, lots of lots of movies. Um, and look, the good thing about our suppose the situation that you and I find ourselves in is that we would not have launched this podcast really had we not been sent to our rooms. So, yeah, um, in that look, if regard, there's a good thing coming out of this, brother. Seriously, you know, something good's got to come out. In that regard, we're hoping that you. You, the listener, will come along for the ride. It, 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 you know, absurd as it is, the idea of just a bit of levity, a bit of a chuckle. So if this was a podcast that you were tuning into to find out about current affairs and, and politics, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, not even close. And that's a good point that you bring up because, like, as uh, as you're saying, the, the dosage from uh, you, my friend, the doctor, uh, is heavy, so heavy, sorry. heavy doses of um, of Netflix and video games or board games or anything that really oh. floats your boat. And so there's been a 100%. lot of that going on in Camp G-Man at the moment. That's pretty much all the time. So, you know, for isolation purposes, dude, <laughs> man, I've not been affected really, you know, and, I, and a lot of folk I know are. And it, it is a trial. Um, mind and spirit are the ones that are, um, you know, copying it at the moment. And Absolutely. I'm finding it's, um, it, it is tricksy, but because I've got such excellent mechanisms to, uh, to relieve myself, to regulate myself, uh, I'm very lucky. So well, you're, you're, you're that kid. And I don't know if you ever had this, had this, uh, occur to you, but I, I, I was that kid brother. I used to get sent to my room and I was like, okay, that's actually quite rad because I got my at-at there. I got my Star Wars figures there, you know, it's just <laughs> like, okay. So when they sort of said to me, oh, well, go to your room. I, I'd, I'd interpret that as, well, go and play with your favorite things. <laughs> Punish me, punish me, mummy, by sending me to my toys. They probably wonder why my behaviour never changed because I was like, you <laughs> yeah. know what? I got, uh, I got, I got the Luke Skywalker with the lightsaber that comes out of the straight arm. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm down with that. I'll go and play with my land speeder. This is not a problemo. <laughs> That's the best. So, uh, I got suspended from school when I was uh, sixteen. Ooh. It was for dubious reasons, and um, the code that was that was a code that was kind of a pun, and um. I got suspended for five days. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not punishment. Like, no. I mean, don't come to school anymore. Like, 
fantastic. I'll stay at home. It's great. <laughs> yes, I've learned my lesson. No, suspension doesn't work, man. You know, apart from that, good kid. You know, yeah, yeah, down, reasonable. The class yeah. clown, obviously, you can probably tell. Yeah, little yeah. fires, but fine. Ah, aside from what, that. A, what about it? You know, yeah. they don't know anything about yeah. it. So, look, as <laughs> he's just as we a said, fire like, starter. I'm just a fire starter. So as uh, as we mentioned, like we've been absorbing all sorts of media, and um, you know, the first show we uh, waxed a bit about what it costs and what it takes to uh, to be able to talk shite and to be able yes. to keep up a very wholesome amount of banter. Good. And um, secondly, had a chat about why we believe that horror movies blew in this day and age, and um, yeah. there were I many like, reasons. I feel like that bit you just said <coughs> needs to have <clears throat> a bit of a previously on the Manchilean candidate. Now, wouldn't that be nice? I'm yeah. not going to. We'll do talk it. to the pro- we'll talk yeah. to the producer, man. Good. He's been Good. on holiday since we yeah. started this thing. <laughs> I don't know where he is. Seriously, yeah. lost I'm, at sea, gone fishing. I have concerns about the producer. Is he even a producer? And whenever I talk about stuff related to the podcast with him, he just looks as if. A, he doesn't know me, and B, he doesn't care. No, and one time he cried, and I remember that, and he, he yeah. called me on the phone and said, I don't know what P-Boss is talking about. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, drunkard. It was yeah. probably after that tankard of mead, you know? Yeah. That's some, <laughs> seriously, man, tankards? What volume is a tankard? I don't even know. It's just a buttload, isn't it? A buttload of mead, a tankard? It is. It yeah. is. I mean, I, I suggest in these trying times that we upgrade the uh, the the larger serving to a, to a, to a tankard. Um, I, I, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not sure how many tankards one, one should ingest, but I, I, I think depending on the depth and the breadth of one's tank, tankard, uh, you know, it, it, two to three is pretty good, I would have thought. Yeah, I, that's a powerful, that's a heroic dose, actually, as far as I'm concerned. Thank you, you very know, much. That's um, okay, you know, in my formative years, I've become a bit of a, a, bit of a lightweight, really, and I don't even mind. I quite enjoy it. Well, no. you know what I mean? It doesn't even matter so much what you put in your tankard. I mean, um, I, I don't want to be I don't want to be telling people what to do with their lives, but I think even the vibe of holding a tankard makes one feel more more important, more weighty. Oh, it does. And you know, I'm a culture I'm a man of culture and I, I do enjoy fine things. You know, you can tell, can't you? I do. Absolutely. And I enjoy cheeses and wines and what I do enjoy And cravats. Um, you love oh, a cravat. It's not What's on my the neck, name, my bro. <laughs> What are those? What are those disgraced foodie shows that guys got uh, cravats? Um, well, it's a Master Chef or a yes, Master Chef. Well, you wear yeah. a cravat better than him, my. Well, bro. he uses it as a bib. That's the difference, you know. He's wiping <laughs> off duck grease. <laughs> that's that's where it really. That's what it's really there for, and it's mostly to catch it and save it for later. It's like, oh, uh, there's a I bit of duck breast in my cravat. So it's actually <laughs> it's actually not it's not a cravat at all. It's a duck grease uh, encapsulation <laughs> system. Exactly. And I think actually he started to sell them as that now, which is, Great. you know, you got to make money out of this life somehow, don't you? And, you know, duck grease traps, then damn, man, I'm going to wear one too. I Holy do God. get annoyed by excesses of duck grease. I don't know what to do with them. So now I guess I've got an idea. But you were saying that you enjoy the finest things. I do. And it comes down to um, enjoying the wine in tankards or mead in tankards, and you were just saying. Yes. So I've never wanted to drink red wine or any sort of wine more than when I watch Game of Thrones. Wow. When you see Tyrion Lannister and Cersei hanging totally. out. And they are just swilling this red liquid, uh, claret, before they spill some claret, of course, um, from these madly beautiful goblets. You know, I yes. wish there was a bar. 
somewhere that yeah. sold their wine in rather fancy goblets. I'm don't ready. give away that IP. Don't give it away. Oh, sorry. Don't don't tune in. Uh, switch you off. Should, uh, you should just you do heard. that. Now, okay. like, while we're on that subject, do you think Peter Dinklage can do accents? I'm not sure. Um, Oh, look, no, I don't. I think he's in there with Kevin I Costner don't, attempting I don't it in know. Prince of Thieves. You know, I'm, like, I'm going to oh. do some sort of accent that sounds vaguely a little bit like this. It's kind and of then, amazing, really, isn't it? They've got to, they get paid a lot of money. <laughs> Surely there's a, 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 an accent coach somewhere around there. Oh, brother, you don't reckon that there's someone on the set that's going, ah, oh, Peter, 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 dude, like, we need to just, is that what you're going to do? Like, yeah, what? seriously. Like, why? Yeah. Um, like he got his accent from watching Harry Potter once, you know. Oh, that'll yeah. do. Yeah. You know, goodness yeah. me. And don't get me wrong, I absolutely love Dinklage and, and he's arguably the best character in the f- in, in the show. But then again, he turns up in, uh, what is it, one of the Thor movies or is it Avengers? Uh, I can't um, remember where he's trying to no, get. It's, it's an, Avengers, isn't it, when he tries to get the new hammer? Oh, is it that? I think it is. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, and, and he's buffing out the same sort of curious accent which led me to say not sure if Dinklage is your go-to guy for accents but that's fine <laughs> yeah totally but he's charming you know there's something about that little fella oh dude. is it okay to say love that? him i don't know i'm not a i'm fella. not a i'm not a doctor I made that <laughs> yes, clear. But you are a lawyer, and I advise <laughs> you to drive much faster. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like you to start keeping to the left just a bit. <laughs> you, uh, in, yeah, that's what I love when you go down to, um, you know, in Victoria, we've got the uh, the Great Ocean Road, and it's a glorious thing to drive down to if you're going to. Apollo it is Bay a Great Ocean Road. It's not just town. a clever it's, clever name. It's not a good ocean road. It's it's not an excellent one. It's great. Yes. You know, it's verging on excellent great ocean. <laughs> excellent great excellent ocean road as it would be. What does it oh, oh brother? Yeah. How much cooler would it be? It was excellent ocean road. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, what in your opinion, sorry to break your train of thought, what does it have no, to no. do to become excellent? It's a yeah, I'm not one. sure. Maybe a few more, I don't know, sort of fireworks as you drive past, you know, like so little checkpoints and of boom. course. Yeah, sea pot. monsters. Just, oh, look, I'd seriously, just even cardboard cutout Nessies out there to get the Thank people's you. attention. Thank you. I'd go for it, man, 100%. Yes. And, a, and a big good morning to all those listening from Tourism Victoria. Get your Indeed. act together. <laughs> Thank you very much for the money, by the way. Yeah. It's in a sack and it's in Dollar coins and it's like six coins. Oh, so oh, thank you. Yeah, what it's better donation. than the dollar notes that guy gave us. So I was like, uh. nah, that's weird. Those have been kept in a mattress for the last thirty years. You know that, right? Oh yeah, and I hope God, he had. I, I God, I hope there was a mattress cover on there. <laughs> don't think there was, sir. Oh, don't think there was. I know this money uh, is crunchy. Oh God, come on. So, sorry again. I broke your train of thought. You're on oh. the Great Ocean Road, not the excellent, but it's damn good. Oh, thank you very much. But yeah, it is such a touristy hotspot. And of course, we do ride um, or drive on the left hand side in Australia. And there's a right thousand right. signs along there that say, in Australia, we drive on the left side of the road. And I just wonder how many times someone fluffed that up before they needed a hell of a lot of signs. Most signs and most rules are there for the, unfortunately, the uh, not necessarily the sharpest tool in the shed, in that particular yeah. shed. Which is a yeah. real bummer. So someone really screwed the pooch on that one, uh, P Boss. I always wonder. I always wonder, my dude, is that the fundamental flaw with signs? Like the people who tend to uh, propagate unforced errors, are they the ones that read signs? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a doctor. No, 
<laughs> I'm inclined to think they're not, my brother. Yeah. I think yeah. that's generally how that goes. Because, yeah. like, in swimming pools and stuff, man, the people that are always running clearly didn't read the sign about not running. Oh No, and... You know, did they just say, you know, go forth and multiply, I'm going to keep running? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think that's I'm what I'm not that is. a doctor. <laughs> but it comes down to the fact, I think, man, that... Um, you know, in some sort of way, there would be a nice sort of little Darwinism, wouldn't it? If we decided to take all of the warning labels off things. Remember people ate those Tide Pods oh, thinking they were lollies? It. So if we took these things off just, just for six months, you know, on the yes. thing of bleach, do not drink. Let's take yes. that off. Let's yeah. see what happens. I, you know, admittedly, though, I remember when my mum, when I was younger, brought home a, uh, and this is from our bleach sponsor, White King, brought home some White King and I tell you what, they do market it. It looks quite delicious. And um, yeah. lucky they had those child locks on there, you know, that you need to squeeze to open because, dude, I tell you, I was looking forward to some of that cordial. I, I really know. Was. I know. So- and, and and a big g'day to White King. They've come on board. We, we'd love you guys as a sponsor. You we have sterile. <laughs> we are wonderful. We are sterile and my tidy whiteies have never looked tidy or whiteier. So Thank you, White happy. King. Yeah. Um, I, I do agree that I do agree that that would be an interesting social experiment. I had a buddy, I got a buddy who, uh, kind of was like, you know what? It'd be interesting if we put like metal spikes protruding from the middle of steering wheels, it'd be interesting how much etiquette would change. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, I I get what you're saying, brother. It might be a little extreme, but, uh, you imagine that if you had a spike coming out of the middle of your steering wheel, all of a sudden you're going to give way to the right. Pretty you really are, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you really are. Yeah. Look, anyway, I thought maybe we'd um, slowly get this train back on the track. Oh, thank uh, God. I'm so glad now. someone. Well, you know, that's half of what I'm doing. The producer's waving at me right now. Catering's arrived, by the way. Yeah, We've got good. sushi again. And look, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm full of rice, man. I just can't, pardon me, I can't do it today, but it's rice okay. Is- Rice is great for when you want to eat something, you know, uh, that, that's small and you want to eat 2,000 of them. That's it's what perfect. I do with rice. It's like if I want to eat 2,000 things, I eat some rice. It's just <laughs> great, isn't it? Seriously. Yeah. Well, it's on my rider. It's on yeah. my rider. It's like I don't eat anything that's under, <laughs> yeah. under 2,000. One kilo of jasmine rice, please. Yeah. And couscous, yeah. you know, it's so nice. I named it twice. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. work out where that one comes from. It's like, it's, we'll call it couscous. It's like, dude, yeah. sounds a bit weird. Can you put another couscous on the end, please? Exactly. You can't go couscous squared. That's odd. No, um, no. You well, do but, but now you know what happens with my tankards. I'm like, excuse me. I wanted three, <laughs> three tankards of M&Ms. You know the 2,000 rule. <laughs> Exactly right. And I will have a Tandy if I want to. Thank you, Taylor Swift. Exactly, I get exactly. it, man. I get it completely. So today we were going to talk about um, Hollywood remakes um, in all shapes and forms. And because we just last week, we watched um, we watched a film that was in fact, well, this is where it gets a bit confusing. I know, there are, man. There are reskins, there are remakes, there are reimaginings, there are direct sequels 20 years after the fact. Yes. And it gets a bit confusing. And so it starts feeling an awful lot like Hollywood has run out of original <laughs> ideas. Isn't that interesting? I agree. One, For, 100%. I dude, think that's I don't all- know how well, it is, isn't it? I'm not quite even sure how big, uh, you know, the industry is money-wise, but we're talking billions and billions. It's not quite up there with oh. the video game industry, but hell, it's close. Yeah. Um, and from what, what I want from a billion-dollar industry is some ingenuity. I want some, uh, some, you know, is that too much to ask? It probably is, isn't it? Gee, gee, it is not. I mean, I Thank think I, I told you last week how I'm, I'm, I find it very activating, the word reimagining. Yes, I know. In fact... 
the ways that Hollywood has come up with basically trying to reclassify remake, if you rerouted a little bit of that power into maybe script writing, you might be able to actually come up with something interesting. But um, I hear that word reimagining and I'm like, ah, just this is going to yeah. be crud, you know? Yeah, truly. And even certain things that didn't even quite need one yet, they've given it, you know? Like, I mean, we could wax on about um, the amount of Spider-Mans that we've seen in the last 15 years. Spider-Man, ha- there's been three different Spider-Mans and they're constantly reimagining or reskinning the dude. And, and look, man, as far as things go, more Spider-Man films, for me, I'm very happy. But I don't know, we're getting to a point of grand inconsistency and I'm getting confused. You well, know, the other the other problem that I've got with this whole remake, reimagining, just redo something is so to keep it in the family, to keep it in the discussion of starting off with, say, for example, Halloween, yeah. there's six or seven films in between the first one and that one that we watched, and there's there's now it's like you're kind of supposed to forget some of the remakes or some of the sequels that's the that's the really tricky thing so when they do a remake it's like okay so now this is halloween 2 this is and i actually ignore actual halloween 2 halloween 3 halloween yeah. 4 yeah um you know to, to so kind of what we watched technically wasn't a remake even though it was very derivative but what was a remake were the rob zombie ones there were some rob zombie ones um, so I'm just confused, and as you know, it's my default setting. I come pre-confused. I don't need help. <laughs> come, come pre-confused. I like it. It well, says yeah, on my like- box and you know, on my wrapper, it's like comes pre-confused. <laughs> Batteries not included, but confusion is. Also yeah, flatulent and hungry. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Spoken from uh, the Victorian government, Canberra. It's just you know, clearly Victorian Canberra's not Victoria, but you know, you get the point. Uh, I love but it. What I'd like to start with is actually something Please. that, um, for me, in all honesty, uh. Starting strong and then drift away, I think. one. Well, that's, that's the story of my life. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. I like it. Well, this is just going to suit you just perf. Um, the Probably the best one in the last 10 or more years, I think, and it's under constant reimagining. This is a whole gimmick behind it. It was Casino Royale where they made David wow. Craig as Daniel. the – um, David Craig. No, I wish it had been David Craig, to be honest with you. That could have yeah, been just yeah, great. But yeah. yes, you're right, Daniel well, Craig. Well, David was great um, in it too, but he just didn't have a big role. He had a tiny role. And if you're, about the to, hall. if you're about to suggest to me da- Craig David was in there, I'm leaving the room. No, no, no. He's he's coming up. The Palming Idris Elba off and getting him in. It's just going to be great. It'll be a bit more of a musical, you know, a bit more upbeat. But anyway, that Casino Royale, it was a direct um, – well, a direct remake because Casino Royale has already existed in the past. But this was absolutely smashing. They got yes. it correct, you know, and the amount of times that Bond's a little bit like Doctor Who, he is timeless, basically. Yeah. Um, he constantly gets reskinned. There's been, yes. you know, half a dozen Bonds uh, of varying degrees of excellence. Yes. I mean, we can pretty much all unequivocally agree that. Um, Corn Shonery, um, thank you for the spoonerism there. Sean Connery is one of the finest Bonds of all time, but oh, Daniel bro. Craig entered this as such a broken oh. bastard, you know? Yeah. It was really 100%. alluded to the fact that this guy um, is a murderer. He's, He's a psychopath. 
Yeah, he's wiped out a bunch of people remorselessly yeah. and um, he can't, you know, someone even mentions a line like right now when he's drinking, is that why you drink so many martinis, uh, Bond, yeah. so you can silence the voices of all your victims. Oh, yeah. God. And Bond does nothing to say to that, you know. Yeah, incredibly, incredibly good writing. Brother, I, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad you brought that up because there's, uh, let's, let me just address first, if you are one of those people... If I come up to you and I say Connery, you know, or what's his name, Roger Moore, if I come up to you and say Connery or Moore and you say Moore, guess what? The irony is you're going to see me less. Don't want to hear about it. It's Connery all the way. Thank you for thank you for clarifying oh, that. Just has to be. Just has I mean, to be. Jesus, dude, Roger Moore did not look like a special forces type spy. He he was like little chooky wing and he'd do those little karate yeah. chops like <laughs> yeah, like seriously. Yeah. Once well, again, he had um, I'm going to get Monty the, um, Burns to do that before I get <laughs> Roger Moore. He does these little get crush you like a hydrocup. cup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, exactly right. He did the debonair sort of aspect pretty damn well. He I'd had say. a go, man. You know, he had a red hot crack. But um, yeah, wow, that was a that was a sterling remake. You know, I really enjoyed that. You know? Um, and there was a huge spate of um comedic remakes in um in the early noughties as well, which um. I'm going to mention two. Um, we could mention Baywatch. I think that's heinous to oh, <laughs> with the Rock and Zac Efron. Gee, that was something they really turned that on its head, didn't they? Um, but what I was going to mention is uh, the two TV shows that they turned into films, and one was The Dukes of Hazard, which was uh, Johnny Knoxville and Sean William Scott. Yeah. Which yeah. you know, I watched more than once, and. I'm not saying I watched it because I liked it. It's because it was one of the only Deves I had, man. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, there were some moments in there. There was some great car action, but that was, can I say, piss poor? Because I oh, did. It was horrible. And I'm going to. Um, but the second one I'd like to bring up is Starsky and Hutch, which was um, reimagined with Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson in their prime, just hot off the back of Zoolander. Yes. Oh, my. That was fun, man. I actually enjoyed that Starsky and Hutch. Because well, the original wasn't particularly funny. He, here's That's- the thing. Owen Wilson, deceptively skillful writer that people often don't sort of give him credit for. And Ben Stiller, incredibly skillful filmmaker, you know? Like, so I agree with you, but I, I, I guess I think that was good from the perspective of, A, what gave it a strength is, A, never really been a movie before. Yeah. But, B... They were self-aware. They were taking taking the piss, which is, brother, it's the only way to do that. Like, um, you know what I mean? But I do want to. I do want to digress because I am the minister from ten, for for tangential interruption in this in this party today. But just going back briefly to the bond, you 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 nailed it. You hit the you hit that. You picked up the hammer, you know, and you cracked the nail through the floorboards, my brother. Which you know we'll fix later, but. It is very interesting to look at a guy and to go, this is no longer actually funny. There's an aspect about this guy that's broken um, and, you know, the, the murdering thing, we're not going to make it as light and we're not going to make him as much of a superficial, sexist, you know, fool. So the, even the names of the women aren't going to be as... Pussy galore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fabulous women, Miss, you know? Dude, in one, I can't remember which movie it is, but, the, you know, 60s, 70s, the, the lady is called Miss Goodhead. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, come right. on, man. You know, yeah. so 
Yeah, but just to just to, the fact that they made Q Q's now a female. It's like this dude right. works for a woman. Yeah, um, Judy right. Dench was incredible in that role. That's M, isn't it? Actually, sorry. Oh, sorry, M. On that one. Yeah. And so um, and so, um, you know that that I I I wonder, brother, as we do, if that's going to be held up as the benchmark. The top well, level benchmark for a, for a remake, because God, man, they expanded the dimensions of that. Yes, and I completely yes. agree with you. Daniel Craig just hit the ground sprinting. He was jacked, and he yeah. was just a menacing guy that you believed a could kill you like that, and b had PTSD as you as you could. <laughs> yeah, and again, I've mentioned it before, but it's that old ad, it's that old saying of be careful in pursuing monsters that you don't become one yourself. That's right. And I promise I'll move on in a moment. But the point of a lot of Ian Fleming's writing in some of those early books was to really explore the fact that this, because as you know, in the early early books, he didn't have his license to kill. Yeah. So he didn't have the 007 or whatever it is, you know, the number, the double O, sorry. Yeah. But um yeah, just to, just to, just exploring the fact that it's like, okay, if you're gonna become this, then you're gonna become this. Yeah. So we'll explore man, that even just a little amazing bit work early. Indeed, yeah. And that's that's why it's hard because we started with such a shining example, because what that did was it's it 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 kept up with the times. James Didn't Bond it? as that misogynist, violent sort of asshole is really no longer relevant uh, or yeah. appropriate in yeah. our society. In the 60s, no worries. He could shoot a bunch of Russians and then make out with a bunch of girls and everyone's like, oh, it's so campy and wonderful. Yeah. You can't do that now. No, a, because can't. it's inappropriate and we actually get that. And B, <clears throat> it makes for a hell of a better film. If you actually give them a bit of depth, it's not just that, you know, tireless sort of blazing dudes and making out with babes, although that is rather pleasant. We've talked about it before. Like he, there's something more to a character. The more you know about them, that's not just superficial crap. But um, yeah, look, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a few names out there. I'm probably not gonna be as constructive as you were. Um, I'm probably gonna throw out a few names that um, that kind of really, I guess, pissed me off. Um, I'm gonna lead the way with RoboCop. That oh, that dude, that, yeah. that remake. Yeah disgusted me um i was about to mention that one my brother truly if you're, you can't- if you're, if you're gonna touch paul Ho- verhoven's work oh man like uh, how could you go back in there with such a meat and three vegetables beige attitude yeah that's there a ticket were, boxes, isn't it there were that's small just- aspects of it for me brother which which i did enjoy but it was probably more the technology and the like i enjoyed looking at him as in you know at one point there's a shot and of him and you're going oh my god biologically he's just a brain stem and some lungs i thought yeah. that was really yeah, interesting yeah. but um well the technology's caught up really hasn't it so in a lot of ways like you can cg anything you can make anything look super real hyper real or completely fake absolutely at the drop of a hat and you that, and I, I could get, you and I could be 64 uh, I mean I know you're 63 I'm, I'm far no. too tall as it is I yeah, do need yeah. a height reduction you're yeah. absolutely right it's a real problem all those doors <laughs> listen I'm not a doctor but I suggest we take out sections of your shins but that's just me that's exactly what my mum said yeah it was a yeah. brutal brutal christmas yeah. but it's um yeah no you're absolutely right in regards to the fact that the technology is in fact caught up quite a bit to what we can actually achieve visually sure. um, and that's a shining example you know the um the 80s um though had 
something that the newbies don't have. And that was practical effects. And that makes for a far realer experience. So when you're looking at the thing, the actor, I mean, is looking at whatever this is, the thing is there, genuinely there. And so they can react regardless of how real it looks. It generally looks like absolute tripe, but now you can do it with pure precision and make it look insane. But the actor then has no point of reference. Yes. Um, And that's a visual effects thing really, isn't it? Um, but well, like you said, the 80s you had, I guess, I guess children of this time might what might watch stop motion stuff and go, that looks awful. Are you joking? Like, I guess kids now would look at Ed 209 in the original Robocop and go, that looks ridiculous. I don't know. Whereas there's a part of me that just goes, yeah, it's stop motion, but it still looks rad. That Ed 209, that's yeah. the- that's the that's the thing that I want guarding my yard once I you know once <laughs> yeah. I'm rich you know you have ten seconds to comply. I think you better do as he says. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. like I um I've I've <laughs> I've had a classification of 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 wealth. You know, like so whenever you know my my wife would say, oh they've got a lot of money. I go, how much money is it? Like Ed two oh nine rich. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. knows. She yeah. knows. Like there's panic room rich, which is still rich, as in you've got yep. your own panic room. But Ed two oh nine rich is top tier for me. Yeah, that's corporate rich. That's billions. That's Elon Musk. That's, yeah, that's the. That's yeah. the model. Yeah, I want exactly. walking around my my yard. I so, would beg yeah. to differ, though, that that necessarily may not be true. Because if you've got a creature that's uh, experiencing this for the first time, stop motion is still pretty cool. It's a style. I, I think so, isn't it? Like it still looks pretty rad in its like own way. The Rancor still looks good, yes. Oh, I'd say so. Yeah, I love the Rancor, man. Like, seriously, in the Sarlacc pit. But then, once again, there's still some level of practicable effects there. You know, so... Absolutely. There it is, man. And now, like, I mean, you take... um, Well, you get Stan Winston as well, brother, sorry to interrupt. But back in that era, you get, you know, you get Stan Winston. And so, I don't know, for me, there's a period sometimes where the CG doesn't look as good as... Um, you know, say for example, anything that Stan Winston did back in the day, brother. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm it- with you, man. Yeah, there was just an understanding of it, and that's where sort of like uh, Weta Workshop really took off after you know Lord of the Rings because that thing yes. a snowball effect, and they did a huge portion of the effects on the modern um, Avengers films, man. Absolutely, like, that's the pedigree that they're at now. Like, it's just insane, you know. Um, yeah, and so. You know, the whole remake sort of scenario has become um, a a bit of a thing for us all because, um, as we said just earlier, identified that um, uh, Hollywood out of ideas, for one. But also some things in... in, I I can understand the remaking of certain things because, you know, yes, maybe let's put a modern graphical visual sheen on something that perhaps deserves it you know totally and and robocop on paper could have been that but yeah that's right but not even samuel l jackson could save that one you know and you pull out the big guns and i reckon he was half the budget just to get him doing those uh news intros etc but yeah the storyline fell flat on its face and that's what we're talking about i'm not looking for like i call these visual in you know extravaganzas um, electronic candy. They right. look right. good. They look good to your eyes and it pleases you. But, you know, like candy, not good for you without any actual substance. So that's where the real thing falls flat. Okay. If you take okay. sort of 
Okay, I'll let you have a, a little burl. Second I one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. but yeah, the second I, I've opened up the bucket of bilge. Um, this is the hatful of hate. Dredge I, away. Oh, thank you. Judge <laughs> Judge Dredge right here. Judge Dredge. Um actually oh, that's another one too. That actually, was, that's a, <laughs> which is actually very serviceable entry. The it judge was Dredge, quite uh, a good one. So let's Carl put, Urban, my God. Let's put yeah, well, it's not Carl Country. <laughs> let's uh <laughs> I apologize for that. Let's put um let's put that one up there as the ones that work, but the other one that pissed me off recently, my bro, yep. poltergeist. Uh, now I didn't see it. Uh, I th- well, you know what? You've done the right thing. Your life is well, better. I don't know why reason. I watched it. That came out at the same time as a bunch of other stuff that I deemed um, not watchable for me because it was just a rehashing, a reskinning of the same thing. So I'm not going to get surprised, you know, as we talked about in the horror film genre last time, like there was no surprise. So tell me, why did it blow? Um, I don't think we have enough time. Um, <laughs> it's it's just it was just so very bad. And again, I think it might have been. I wonder, my dude, because now you can that that I, I remember I remember it being suggested years ago that if George Lucas actually could have made when we say original Star Wars, we mean Ep Four. Um, yeah. Uh, someone once once suggested, I can't remember who it was, but may, might have even been one of the producers, but if he could have made the Star Wars with the technology that he wanted back then, it would have been such a sig- significantly different movie and quite possibly terrible. Yes. So I, I sometimes just wonder now, but because you've got the technology, you just don't worry about acting and performance and capturing good shots. And yeah. To well, me, it all plays second fiddle, doesn't it? Like, because after you've even shot, like, this is the sort of thing as well. Like, after the film is finished primary production um, and all the filming's done, you can actually just call the actors to come in and do a, a called in sort of performance yes. ever so quickly. To, like, hey, we've got this whole other five minute scene. Sorry, we didn't get you to film it, but we're doing it yeah. now. So yeah. you can always do it afterwards, you know, and the post production's where it really happens anyway. I so, agree. yeah, it's absolutely naff, dude. And you're right. Like, what did you think of the graphical merit? of the force awakens for instance you know because i look man it was the same film as a new hope like the story was the same basically that was pretty much a reimagining even though it was a direct sequel to return of the jedi um that's a <laughs> um pboss is standing now showing me uh um kylo ren's uh broadsworded lightsaber on his t-shirt and i'm hoping that's a t-shirt <laughs> i um, yeah, yeah, i do get that, excited in the morning too is that your broadsword or you're just enjoying the podcast really um, enjoying the podcast i uh i thought i mean and i do think that we need to probably be careful and cap <laughs> you know when we were sort of talking about what's an action film and then we went well do you put marvel in there do you put star wars in there star yeah. wars is probably going to be a whole series for us but for what it was, I'm just going to confess to really enjoying that. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed The Force Awakens, and I'm so disappointed that all those plot lines were dropped. I, I yeah. really, I yeah. really, but but I'm going to cap myself because I'll go for hours on it. We but can talk about that another time. Visually, I thought it was great. Oh, um, the, the Millennium Falcons never looked so good. It yeah. was just sterling, you know. And so that is what I get, putting a new coat of paint on an old iPad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it a makes reboot. a whole lot of sense. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's the thing. And it seems like um, horror films keep getting it. As we said, uh, um, Halloween and, you know, you, you just took a dump on uh, Pol- the new Poltergeist there. And, Dawn, um, Dawn of the Dead. They Dawn, of, Dawn the of the Dead. Oh, they've made, remade most of the Deads too, man. And um, Freddy actually you know, Freddy Krueger got his own, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street reboot and it looked sterling once again, but dude, it brought nothing new to the table. Like, Okay. Here's one that angered me as well, brother. Evil Dead. Did you watch the Evil Dead remake? No, I didn't. No, I didn't feel yeah, like it. You, That's locked away in a very particular special place in my heart. <laughs> I'm not I know. Fluff it, you know? I know. Seriously. And then that might be up to the discerning viewer then to just go, okay, let's leave that where it was. Um, I'm going to I'm going to tell you that it was it was foul on so many levels, but I want to balance things now, and I'm going to and I'm going to try and match match what you did earlier. Okay, uh, I'm going luck. to try I'm going to try and balance things, my bro, and say an example of a remake that that not only in my opinion worked is arguably one of my favorite, well, probably one of my favorite films, okay. Scarface. Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. Not, not not many people are aware of A, it's a remake. Um and Oh, and you mean with a, Al Pacino, original. Correct. Like, correct. Inverted commas original. Thank you for qualifying that. Yeah. So right. so that the you know, the Pacino Scarface is one that I'm gonna put up there on the on uh, with yours to say this is not only fantastic, but it's 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 the water, it's the benchmark of is that right? the like I, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. The original was, um, you know, black and white. With it might have been Jimmy Jimmy Cagney. Oh hell! Um, okay. well, it's I'm not terrible. It's not yeah. terrible. But Brian De Palma just came along and oh, knocked it out. Knocked of the it of straight out of there, man. That's a so gorgeous I, film. I felt like I felt like I wanted to balance my um. Fi- yeah, I my, like it. My bucket of b- bilge. Well, that one had a res- resonance too. Like, what a what a performance from Pacino, and then almost pretty much directly inspired Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and recreated some of the scenes, especially the the chasing down the dude and chopping him up with a chainsaw scene. You know, it's horrible, but you know it exists and it became pop culture because of that. It also has it also has and and much as we did last last episode, um, we tend to plan our f- upcoming episodes on the fly. Um, I would actually, I would absolutely love to do a show on great greatest ad libs performances because yeah, Scarface, Scarface, my cousin, has um, one of the greatest ad lib performances in the restaurant scene. Say goodnight to the bad man. Yeah. Um, now, for those playing at home, absolutely suggest you. I would always suggest. You know, it's kind of my default thing of like, you should watch Scarface again. Not a doctor, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, feeling sad? You should watch Scarface. <laughs> yeah, that'll really lighten you up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> feeling please. Yeah, feeling yeah. happy? You, know, you should watch Scarface. Perfect. Yeah, sneezing yeah. a bit? You should watch Scarface. <laughs> yeah. yeah, got coronavirus? Scarface it is. <laughs> we know the cure is bad. Yeah, we yeah, got, yeah. We got Mildly it. itchy? You should yeah. watch. Anyway, um, that whole restaurant scene where he literally said to De Palma, you know, Pacino said to De Palma, um, you know, hey, dude, can you leave the camera rolling? I've just got an idea. And uh, a wonderful scene, you know, based on the duality of sort of the, the, the criminal pointing out that society itself is corrupt and, you know, I'm just the one that's open and honest about being a criminal and you yeah. guys are hypocrites, yeah. all that stuff. Your people need me. 
like that is <laughs> yeah exactly the bad man so that's you know what i mean that's that's an ad i'm feeling you dog from yeah YouTube. that's a very good idea actually there's a there's a bunch of those we could get into man that's definitely another program um a couple of others that i actually have just dawned on me one i haven't oh. seen the other i have seen is that when i said um, dawn of the dead no, it started you. actually this morning at dawn, which is really interesting. So that was lucky. Wow. Um, one of them was um, Point Break, dude. Point Break oh. is one of my most revered um, 90s experiences of my life. That was I, Keanu. 100%. Ah, delicious. The soundtrack ruled. Anthony Kiedis is in it. Yes. Laurie Petty um, off the back of Tank Girl. And, of course, yeah. Swayze being an absolute legend at Bodhisattva. The, yeah. the surfing criminal, you know, it's just yeah. a sterling film and they remade it, dude, for some reason. And I, I haven't watched it. And I'm not going to watch not it. going to. Like, I'm not going to, man. That's just one of those things. It's like, wow, hey, this production company's got too much money. Shall we throw it away? Well, yes, right. let's make point break, shall we? Yeah. Um, and we don't need to talk about that one at all. But the other one is uh, Total Recall with Colin Farrell. So glad you um, brought that up. Of course I brought it up, man. We're thinking along the same lines. So again, it's, what do you do with that? Like, Yeah, I know. The original – well, the original is a book. It's um, – who wrote that? Philip K. Dick, I think, yeah? And not um, use that language. I will use whichever language I feel appropriate. Thank you, well, Doctor. Well, you're already in your room. <laughs> it's actually true. Um. But, I mean, what actually happens with this is it's glorious to look at. It's sterling to look at. Colin Farrell is no Douglas Quaid. He cannot compete with Schwarzenegger from when was that made? 92, 93? Yeah, 90s. Just glorious. Um, But, in fact, what it is is it's actually a little bit truer to the book because in the book they don't actually even go to Mars. So the whole premise in Total Recall with Arnie is going to Mars. Yeah. Uh, You know, to find Mars. Get your your Mars. Mars. It's fantastic, but that that's another unnecessary waste of money. They had Kate Beckinsale and um, Jennifer Beale, and was it Jennifer Beale? Yeah, I think so. But somehow they just faffed it. It looked smashing. I could look at that. And the the sci fi futuristic vistas was spectacular to witness. Yeah. But you know, that's once again we're talking electronic candy, which sort of tastes good for a bit, but gives you a bad taste in your mouth. There's once again nothing to sink your teeth into. So another really fine example of faffing what i would say that's not not a sequel that's a direct remake and um they screw the pooch as far as i'm concerned man yes. like completely yeah like, I'm, okay. i mean and again that's the second paul verhoeven movie that's been remade and yes you've got to interesting brother you've got to be very careful with a visionary filmmaker that's got a particular style it's just like I, 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 I'm not sure if you could try it. And I mean, I think, I think, you know, that's. I'm going to put up another one, and I'm sorry to jump in, but it, but no, it made please. me think as you mentioned it. Is this goes definitely in the hall of shame, in the hall of khaki poopy brown, um, in my opinion, anyway. The remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and what oh. made what what brought it up for me was. You know the 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 remake is much much more true to the book. Do you know what I mean? As in as in the in the first one, um, you know they took they took quite a lot of liberties. That, and that was what when I heard a Tim Burton was making it, and b they were sticking more to the original idea of the of, of the Roald Dahl book. I thought, okay, all right, 
I could party with this. Yeah, that However, sounds great on paper, doesn't it? Like, you know, sometimes when when filmmakers choose to sort of leave the the original a little bit, it, it's it's I don't know, it's it's often for the better. But um, yeah, so you, that that I mean, remake made me makes me so <laughs> mad, and it's tough for me because I've got kids and they kind of like it, and but of course, immediately showing them the Gene Wilder, thank God. They, you know, love that one much more once I fast-forwarded through the weird chicken head <laughs> yeah. getting cut off scene. Oh, God, it gets weird, man. Yeah, well, that's a prime example. Johnny Depp is just woeful and, in fact, so uncharismatic in that he's actually hard to look at, hard for me anyway, at. you know. And that, that, little, that little incestuous thing that he's got going on with Tim Burton and Helen Bonham Carter, they're always in the same stuff. It needs to that's, stop. That's the, the wells- shining example. Right there. The wells run dry. And the Oompa Loompa, man. I feel sorry for that dude that had to play all the Oompa Loompas and yeah, just cloned him. It was not it was not Flash. Um, another modern remake I'd like to bring up is um, one of my favorite, most revered little franchises from the 80s, hearkening back from the, the comedic value of the SNL era of the 80s when it was the best. Golden. Ghostbusters, dude. Yeah. Oh, God. Ghostbusters 1 and 2 are smashing films. They are direct comedies. But that's the thing. They actually don't just lean on the comedy all the time. There's actually... There's some seriousness in there. It's actually, of they focus a little bit on horror as well. Um, and they remade it, of course, and recast every uh, character. Well, it's they didn't recast the character. They just, you know, reskinned it and made it um, a more female-centric film. And there's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, I tell you, I for, for a film, man, I got some laughs out of it. Kate McKinnon, I couldn't take my eyes off her throughout the show and I can't remember which character she plays but kind of like the Egon a bit more of the nerdy smart one and it was so she was so funny man I actually really dug it and Chris Hemsworth as the secretary Kevin it was brilliant was phenomenal almost, almost stole the show Kate McKinnon is quite honestly one of the most talented comedians bar none like she's and and an impression the, the the impressions the whole dude I mean for me here's the thing here's the thing I'm disappointed on on two points with the Ghostbusters remake. Number one, when you've got such a talented bunch of actors as you do, um, you need to give them a better script, you know? And so, and the second thing that sort of disappointed me, and I promise you I'm not going to get political, was just how the studios kind of um, reacquired the criticism for a bad movie and tried to reshape it as, um, you know, people hating feminism. And oh, that's exactly that that's not because it simply wasn't true. Like, yeah, so it, and 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 I would summarize it by this you had four of possibly the, the most talented female comedian actresses that you could have got, you know, studio don't tell us that we hate women. Um, you guys dropped the ball because you should have given them a better script. You should have given them better stuff to work with. End of soapbox rant. The reason the first two are so good is that's what that's what should happen when you've got such a strong comedic cast assembling and you've got a production and a writing and a directing team yeah. that I mean, supports them. But that's the thing, you can't compare them. I mean, it's Ivan Reitman, for goodness sake, and you've got Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, and... Um, Oh, Harold Ramis. Ramis. Come on, man. Come on, brother. You actually can't compete with this. It's actually God fun. rest. God rest. So those um the you know, 
uh, what's her name? Kristen Wiig and um, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy, brilliant. Yeah, she's Come great. On. Um, but what Kristen, they- Kristen Wiig is one of the another one of the funniest women. Oh, she all is men mashing. She's she the- is. Yeah, she's and Melissa species. McCarthy. Come on, like, but she can't are, compare the two, bro. And that's what the no, point you is. Can't. Well, not without that. I, I feel like it could have been, could have been magical. But yeah, the, I just feel like they were let let down by the studio, the directors, the producers, the writers. Give them yeah, some and the marketing, work with. Like, and the marketing. You know, it's Ghostbusters, but with girls. Yeah. And you know, it's, nothing wrong with that. And we're in a good era for this, man. But you know. Give it, give it the credit that it's due. Make a good film. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean the 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 ghost, the whole Ghostbusters realm was pretty tricky for years, wasn't it? Because there was talk of sequels, there was talk of you know, but um, yeah, yeah. They actually Look, made a video game, uh, the Last Generation, on you know Xbox One and uh, PS3, which was, in fact, what they tried to call it as a direct sequel. Yes, and they got all the original actors oh, and God. all original story, and oh. you play the new recruit, and. Um, Ah, uh, it just wasn't quite there, man. You know, I played it because I'm a, a Ghostbusters nut, but yeah. you know, for years and years, that was the, the uh, my ringtone. <laughs> you know, like yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah. Um, another remake that um, bring it, son. It didn't fly under the radar at all. It was actually just really crumbs. Was uh, Conan the Barbarian once again? Oh, another Arnie oh, remake. You know, Arnie got a, a the Barbarian and the just. What, how many films did Arnie do as Conan? Was uh, it The Barbarian and what, the, the Conqueror? But he also appeared in Red Sonja. Yes, that's right. So he's, he's got his sword and sandals sort of thing going on. But they used Momoa in this time around. And I can't remember what year it was, 2011, I think. Who's, who's um, great, who's generally great, you know. Yeah. I, I love Look, that cat. And there was nothing wrong with him and his performance in this film. It was the film itself. Once again, you didn't give this guy anything to do. To, to do. He'd stand there and look muscly and wave your sword around. He's like, can do. And yeah. that's all he did, you know? Well, again, again, you might be looking at the 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 defense of saying it was actually more true to the original material. Um, well, yeah, but yeah. What it, what are you going to do when you haven't got Dino De Laurentiis? Like, you, again, that's the problem, isn't it? Again, it's just when you get the. I mean, and and don't get me wrong, Dino Dino De, De Laurentiis had some massive misses. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like this is sometimes you get a film that's just so very distinctive, and it randomly happens to work as Conan did. Um, just leave it alone, man. Yeah. But that's an example of one thing that's become canon as well. And it feels like Conan can drift into the realm of Bond in a way. Like he can constantly be reimagined. He can constantly have a muscle-bound dude, you know, to fill this role. It's much like um, Dracula. How many Draculas are there? Oh, been? God. You know, and um, Gary Oldman's Dracula was fantastic. And hearkening back to piss-poor um, accent skills is um, Keanu Reeves. I know, Keanu man. Film. Oh, he gave it a go, though, you know? Oh, sir, <laughs> if I have offended you, I am sorry. <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly. And again, you got Oldman just calling the Dracula. Yeah, who That's barely true. can do any wrong, but, you know, that was also kind of questionable. Um, another remake that goes way, way back to is... Bring um, it! Um, 1932 was when The Mummy... Was uh, oh wow, and that was paired with uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon. It became one of those, you know, pop culture sort of things. The Mummy, um, and in 1999, 
Brendan Fraser doing it, of course. In don't um, you dare have a go at our Brendan, dude. He is so good. I love that film. 99 for The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. That's top. That is, you know, Saturday matinee. That's an adventure. That's what I'm going to yes. watch, man. Yes. And they remade it um, mostly along the back um, with the backing of Tom Cruise uh, in 2017. Now, the film itself, man, and the premise is pretty serviceable. I actually thought it was great. But what happened is Tom Cruise in the remake, you're saying? was In 2017, yeah. yeah. I thought Crow was good in it. Well, yeah, man, absolutely. And it it looked smashing. And, you know, a female mummy, it was kind of freaky and wonderful. She had, you know, two eyes in each eye socket. So four eyes, if you don't mind me counting. And um, then what happened was uh, Tom Cruise lent so heavily on the production company saying, hey, man, I don't have enough screen time. Hey, maybe we should do this. And they're like, we've got Tom Cruise. We need to appease him. So he basically made the film into a a crummy action film where he spends more time on screen than the titular mummy does. Yeah. And nah. So that's uh, that's Well, my theory is also that I'd heard through our good friends at Red Letter Media suggesting that that was another studio looking for its marvel. So, like you said, you mentioned all the ensemble cast that's in that universe. Um, the, the, allegedly, this was meant to be the launch of, you know, the Wolfman and the Mummy and all, all their characters. Um, yeah. And it, it, it was just, it just fell so flat because, again, it's like, I don't care. I don't yeah. care. Crow was possibly the only interesting character in it again because he was just so clearly flawed as Jekyll and Hyde. You know that yeah, was completely that was interesting. He was pretty rad. Like when honest. he lost it in that, you know, ooh, it was just <laughs> yeah. like, wow, man, we haven't yeah. seen you lose it with such believable rage um, in a long time like that. You know, yeah, so, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And look, man, I'm thinking. Um, the top of my shame list, to be honest, and we've been sort of shame, shame. flitting about just a little bit, but on top of my shame list, and I haven't seen this because I feel like it's such a stupid, stupid idea to have done are you, it. Are you, you're not putting child's play on this, are you? No, I'm not. Did you no, know I'm that drifting away. That. Yeah. Dude, I'm drifting well away from Chucky and anything to do with horror at the moment. But in 1959, there was a film that was nominated for 12 Oscars and won 11 of those, and it starred um, Charlton Heston <sighs> as Ben Hur. Yeah. Ben Hur, man, is one of it's the biggest film of all time, or it was then. And you know, comparatively, the amount of money that was spent on this, the amount of extras they had in the uh, Hippodrome scene. It was next to none. And even if you sort of like calculate so money sort of equals the same, it was half a billion dollars or some such. Dude. Then in 2016, some nugget had the brilliant idea of remaking the best film of all time with yeah. no-name actors for some bloody reason. And look, man, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. And sure, it's shiny. It looks fairly fabulous. But dude, yes, how but you know, dare you? Shiny, you know, so is a puddle of urine if the sun comes off it the right way. Like <laughs> yeah, it's just exactly. I, I agree with you. What what a curiosity, and and no one saw it, man. The box office, is- yes, exactly. Dude, they lost money on that. That's another program oh. I like to do. Is actually the biggest failures in history, and I think. Um, the biggest one of all time, I think, was Hudson Hawk, which is a, uh, oh. a little cat burglar film with Bruce Willis in the uh, early 90s or late yeah, 80s. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, get, um, the, get the producer to write these down. What's his name again? I can't remember him. Yeah, you see, no one will remember him. Exactly right. He acts like he um, doesn't know me. He acts, like he, he acts like he's not our producer. I don't get it. <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? He's seriously not answering my calls. And he's yeah. asleep under the stairs. So, yeah. you know, I don't know what his problem is. Yeah. Um, another remakeable, though, is, uh, and it's monster films, man, like King Kong and Godzilla. Oh Godzilla, yeah, of course. They that's that's another thing. It kind of feels like there's a, a Dracula Bondy sort of nature to these guys. They can in fact be uh, reimagined and reinvented quite a bit with varying degrees of success. Where do you where do you stand? Sorry to interrupt. That's um, all right. Clearly not. Sorry, I just say it. No, um, no. Where do you stand on King Kong then as a remake? Um, I think he stands on me, my brother. He's quite large. Um, Hopefully not. Well, they constantly do it. There was the. Uh, what was the, so the most, Peter Jackson most recent one? Where, the Peter Jackson you... one with um, Adrian Brody and uh, Jack Black and then Jables. Um, but you know that was yeah. There were some great monster fights in it, but some of the effects are actually completely woeful. Coming off the back of Lord of the Rings Weta Workshop, that's actually kind of piss poor if you ask me. Yeah, Weta got um, a bit dry. They did. And what was the most <laughs> recent one? Was um, uh, Skull Island, I think it was Kong of Skull Island, um, with Alexander yes, Skarsgård I, and um, yes, yeah, yeah, and Brie Larson. Yeah, um, once again, looked the bee's knees. Oh, the rippling muscles of Kong and the and the fur dynamics that they'd had is just fantastic. Fur but dynamics, I love that. Not bad. Maybe that's what we should call the podcast, or I should <laughs> call my chest. Um, <laughs> fur dynamics, or our company. You know, when we start making, I fur. know, right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I've but, been um, making fur for years. Oh, man, I am a master of making fur. Totally. Um, yeah, I but once confer. again, the uh, – <laughs> what you it. did there. I that know. Was good. I um, Yeah, but once again, we're talking about a film that uh, someone wrote the premise and the script while taking a bog in a Hollywood <laughs> restaurant, you know, <laughs> on a napkin with their uh, mascara. It's like, uh, Kong does this and then it's uh, over. It's like, oh, thank you so very much for ruining my day. So well it's, put. So well you know, put. We I mean, it's just, it's just, um, I was, I'm glad you said that because I was literally about to just make a reductive statement like going, no, do you think, do you, do you think filmmakers actually don't know anything about making films? <laughs> like, you know, about, dude. the business is such a big part of it. You know, do you, do you think sometimes it feels like to me, sometimes they turn up on set with everything and everything ready to go. And then it's like, okay, yeah, uh, where's the script? Yeah. You know? And uh, some guys going, I thought, uh, I thought you were writing a script. You know, it's just crazy. Well, that's the innocuous idea of Hollywood, really, isn't it? Because it's clearly a cash cow. It's clearly, you know, you've got, okay, so we're releasing King Kong. All the films since 37 have been a success. So yes. this one has to be a success. Yes. And then you just put out whatever you can, a cookie cutter version of what you yes. think people want. And then it just yes. gets like canned and you're like, why? Uh, well, because you didn't give a damn. That's why. Well, you know, yeah, you just- yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't care. Yeah, exactly. Um, Look, I, I, well, you've thrown a, you've thrown a th- few out there, and and again, I guess these probably are in the bilge bucket. One that's probably not in the bilge bucket, I would probably put it in the this is okay bucket. It would be Ocean's Eleven. Good one, yeah, exactly. I didn't, then, I didn't mind that. Look, it itself, Ocean's Eleven, for a standalone, 
great. It was fun. It had the star-studded cast that you expect. They then bothered to do Ocean's 12 and I think Ocean's 13. And I think yeah, they yeah. remade it once again with an all-female cast. And I think it's like Ocean's 9 or something. It's like, oh. Sequels, look, you know, sequels is another day, isn't it? But well, it in is, terms yeah. of going, listen, we're going to remake something that had the Brat Pack in it or the Rat yeah. Pack or whatever the frick they are. You know, when you've got Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin, you yeah, know. And, and Sinatra and, there, come and on. Sinatra, then you're going to need a pretty – weighty cast and and i thought you know i thought i thought that was okay more than serviceable i can watch that great soundtrack good good yeah. filmmaking um yeah exactly that's a good one man i like that i guess uh, i guess one that i have really I, I i guess i would probably chuck more into the bilge bucket would be the remake of the magnificent seven because i've got emotions oh. about that original bro now i yeah. don't know if it i don't know if it's just because i hi, i hold the first one in such high stead, and I do love. I do really enjoy Chris Pratt. I reckon Chris Pratt is almost amicable enough to carry everything and anything. Where do you stand on the remake of Magnificent Seven? Um, I actually started watching that film thinking it was something completely different because there was a there was a parody that uh, had Adam Sandler and a few of those dudes in it, and it was like uh, the bump. Oh yeah, bump. yeah. I can't yes, remember yes. what that was called, but I actually thought it was that. And then the ridiculous six, like, or that's right. Yeah, exactly. Then halfway through, I'm like, this isn't funny at all. I haven't laughed once. <laughs> I think I've got the wrong film. But then I watched it to the end, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to get that one hour and forty minutes back. Um, uh, nonetheless, Chris Pratt, dude, he's like the, he's my guy. He is so charismatic and I just enjoy watching him in almost anything he touches. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting film and I guess the reason why I'm asking you is I'm saying, I think if it wasn't a remake, if I didn't have such emotion for the original, I would really move this the score of the ironic. It's not an irony. Humorously, I give the magnif the magnificent seven remake a score of seven out of ten. For me, it's it's not terrible. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. But when you look at a cast like Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke, and Vincent D'Onofrio, mm. it's really a good film in my opinion. But probably if I didn't have such love for the original, um, I'd probably give it an eight. Man, yeah. So. Uh, you know, well, where that's you- into being unnecessary. It just didn't need to be made. It just seems like, once again, that's that Hollywood cash cow, and they're just sort of, you know, whipping that poor dead horse until it's absolutely flogged to pieces. And you know, it's just, um, it's tiresome. You know, okay. give me a yeah, new yeah, cowboy yeah. Uh, intellectual property. Give me something, man. Yeah, yeah. But so, but but I mean, I guess, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm trying to sell it to someone who doesn't want to buy it. I do love I do love the director like Antoine Farquhar. I sorry to use that language. I do love he's one of I think he does action incredibly well as oh, in the, as in the pure pure bits. Um, and you know obviously obviously collaborates a lot with with Denzel. So yeah, I just thought I thought I'd throw that into the mix. Sometimes I are we biased by our love of the original that we have no yes. objectivity. And yes, that's exactly the point. And we're deeming these completely unnecessary to have been made in the first place because we've got such reverence and such fond memories. Of- and I don't think we're looking at it with rose-tinted glasses either. I think they're actually just steaming piles of unnecessary money-wasting. Okay. <laughs> I love you know, that. Was that steaming. a bit brutal then? No, no, no. It's beautiful. <laughs> I guess, I guess you know, possibly the last, the last, not the last, but one I 
this leads me to bring up so Mag- magnificent seven. The link is Antoine Farquhar, Denzel Washington, which leads me to a remake, in my opinion, that kicked ass and was better yeah. than the okay. original. Okay, okay. Um, is it the taking of the Pelham one, two, three? It's the Equalizer. Oh well, there you go. Okay, that was next on the list. Yeah, absolutely, dude. The Equalizer is a fantastic show. Uh, you know me. When we talk about action, you know I'm going to throw this in as a as a as a as a benchmark. I so can you find in your mind um, a remake that you felt was better than the original? Um, that's a very good point. As we said, we started the show with Casino Royale. I would vote that. Great. Like, There's your answer. Quite easily. Yeah. Because I because I would definitely say for me it's Equalizer because of the strength of the new one, but also helped by the weakness of the original like edward woodward just didn't seem like he could pop corn to me one of my one of my problems is when you've got an actor driving around in a crappy little four-cylinder escort that looks like he hasn't seen the sun in about seven years and wouldn't know what vitamin c is (laughs) yeah um you know with arms like monty burns running around shooting a 38 that i've seen kids that get more purchase out of a water pistol or a spot gun (laughs) i'm sorry man i'm like no i don't believe that you could help anyone with anything yeah i'm definitely not going to equalize anything that's no fine. you're a deficit <laughs> Not even you're, you, you yeah. should be called the deficit <laughs> yes indeed <laughs> um they went through a huge spate of remaking some um classic crime films as well um like get oh. carter um oh, and they recast yeah. that i think it was michael kane the original wasn't it recast yes sylvester stallone um i think he had a lot of lot to do with it the italian job in which he sort of was Michael Caine once again in the original and then in the sequel as well, playing pretty much a similar role. So that was a, a little more tasteful, I suppose. Mm. But um, then there are just a huge spate of others that just, oh, come on, man. For absolutely no, like Charlie's Angels. Like that was just, that was, you know, with uh, Bosley was uh, Bill Murray Bill. in this one. And that was just sheerly because Cameron Diaz, good looking, Lucy Liu's good looking, Drew Barrymore's good looking. They had these girls un- in the stable and they just wanted to use them, basically. So they flung that film at them and they went, oh, really? And we're like, oh, And Bill God, Murray, okay. Bill Murray, notably absent in the sequel and, you know, oh. had, had some well-documented run-ins with Lucy Liu. Um, oh, he was a real bastard for most of that, apparently, wasn't he? Like, he was not happy about being there, man. You know, he called that performance in completely, pretty much from home on the crapper, I think. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. gee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, it's an interesting one, but um, I I'm aware of sort of trying to trying to bring this uh, bring this crazy bus towards an end. So I'm going to try to channel you, my friend. All right, dude, give you which is which is difficult because you're still alive. But I am. Um, I'm going to offer you one entry into the please don't, and I'm going to offer you one entry into the please do. I'm just going to give you uh, an imagining where you can say, okay, universe, please don't ever remake this movie and then it comes mm. into play or please do. Now, if it's of any use to you, um, I will st- I will give you an example or I'll give you mine if yeah. later on you will give me yours. I'll give you mine. Um, so for my, for my please don't. For the love of all things, please don't remake this movie. For mine, it's American Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah, man. I dig that. I hear what you're saying. And I feel like that might drop into the inevitability uh, bucket 
in a big way because it's it's a great potential franchise, you know, and they're just not going to be able to help themselves. Like you could do so much feel, with it. I just feel like um, it can't, it could not be done better because of technology, because of the way they shot the first one. It still looks good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm with once, you there, dude. Once again, I think it was Stan Winston that did the werewolf. If it wasn't Stan, it was the other amazing guy, and I can't remember his name, which is terrible, but no sign yeah. of disrespect. So please don't ever remake <laughs> that. I don't know if you since the last time you've seen it, but his friend who he kills first, who's gradually, you know, decaying over the over the process of the film, uh, it it looks it looks fantastic. You know, to a gory, you know, crazy nuff nuff like me, it looks fantastic. Well, it's all about the lighting and the effects are appropriate, man. Like, yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but yeah, it's very, very familiar. Oh, to me. David, yeah. you know, and and the and the, and that's such interesting writing because the whole idea is they're best mates, but his best friend is saying, you know, I love you dearly, but you need to kill yourself a to release me, and because you're a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean. And then yeah, he starts bringing, bringing all the victims to see him, you know, the cup, the English couple. Hello. You know, just spot on. Yeah, now, I'm with you. Well, like I'll- my, would, you like to, would you like to hear my please don't or do you want to insert your please, please? Well, because mine are going to be sort of like, the, the, you know, you go for it because I'll tell you a little tale after that. Very good. I love your little tale, by the way. Don't you? <laughs> Thank it's you. A cold I day. comb it's fur. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, so my please don't ever is American Werewolf in London. My please do is Roadhouse. Oh, because, interesting. Well, because that's one of my other things. I'm a tragic action film buff, as you are, G-Man. And I first thought about this years ago as just a vehicle for someone because the film is really good. The film is great. The martial arts are just unwatchable. Like it's just really hard to watch Patrick Swayze try to do yeah. kick-ass martial arts. So it's one of the biggest cheese wag, 80s cheese wagons. But the idea is really cool to just give it to as a vehicle for uh, for an incredible martial artist. So years ago, I wanted, I just wanted Jet Li to have it. So yeah, that's my please do. It's like please do with. Uh, Tony Jar or someone, you know, like that, and just let's do the movie almost shot for shot again, but just just make the fighting excellent. I don't know if you remember much about it, but you know, you had Jeff Healy as the in-house band in the background, and it was such an such a special movie. But the fighting was poopy. Yeah, that, and that's and that's exactly what I was about to um bring up for for my one and my my please do not remake and I think it may be too late. I've heard a lot of rumblings and a lot of rumors and um the direction they're taking this sucks so many tankards of mead. I can't begin to tell you. I really don't. But in a bad my, way, but in, in a terrible way. way. In a terrible, okay. like all down your front. It's not going where you yeah. want it to at all. It's really quite embarrassing at Christmas lunch. So Again, flat, mom. flat, flat made. <laughs> yeah. yeah, flat made. Um, one of my all-time number one films. Not just martial arts, not just action, not just eighties. Get there, Not just son. a little, little light fantasy. Is Ooh. Big Trouble in Little China, oh. Carpenter's Endeavor, with Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall, um, James Hong. You name it. It's just the bee's knees for me. Yeah. And if we ever get this live streaming, I've got the biggest movie poster 
uh, behind me. That's oh, purely beautifully framed. That is big trouble, little China. Kurt Russell standing there in his little tidy whitey with a, a tech nine and a broken radio. And it's just, it's so tongue in cheek. It's so funny. And the rumor is that they are in fact doing not just a remake, but a direct sequel, Big Trouble in Little China 2. Um, and it was made in 86, for goodness sake. I mean, is Carpenter attached or who's attached? He's attached, I think, as an executive producer, but alarmingly is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, I don't know if he's going to be reprising the role of, um, of Jack, Jack Burton. Burton, and I certainly hope he isn't, but he can't bring anything to that that won't be schmaltz. I, um, listen, I have I have a place in my heart for the rock. I can smell what he's cooking, but I desperately would request him not to roll the Bane Marie over to this production. Like Dude, please. Yeah, exactly. He's already cooked it, you know. I don't please. need to no need to be sitting there for nine hours collecting botulism in the Bay Marie. Yeah. I just don't want that. Um, yeah. So, well, there, yeah, that's there, another. There again, man, you, you, you bring, you're you on fire today, son. You be, you're going to be – I'm glad you took the batteries out of your smoke alarms because it is – there <laughs> again, you have a very distinctive filmmaker, brother. Yes. The original, I mean, with a very distinctive vision and a, and, and a very distinctive main guy. Like, oh. Kurt, Kurt Russell was incredible in balancing. He was able to balance this sort of humanity, this groundedness, this vulnerability with just incredible masculinity that you- Yeah. He's actually charming the whole way through. I mean, he's, he's machismo and he's in your face, but there is something so endearing about that. Not like a He doesn't know what he's doing. It's clear. That's the perfect anti-hero for me. It's like you're talking about the McLeans and, you know, anyone else yes. who's in a situation that they've just got to deal with oh, God, and they don't know what an, the hell's happening. And so that's another a great episode. way. Exactly. And that's a great way for exposition when the main character has no idea what's happening and he's constantly getting filled in. So that's a that's a sterling story mechanism. Amazing. And, and um, so, so I'm really happy with your answer, but I'm sad because you are saying – that there's a likelihood that they'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just on the um, – there's this website called Google and um, it's kind of oh. new and I've typed Google. something in. No, no, sorry, mate. I think I it's th- pronounced Google. I think that I actually you're right. It is a soft share, isn't it? Yeah, I don't yeah, want you to – I don't want you to embarrass yourself on air. It's it's uh, or, I think or it's, it's too late for that. Or it's Google A. Google A. Google Oh, we are intercontinental. I did know that. Yes. Um yes. but one other film, and I know this might be enter a little conjecture, and this is the potential remake thing, because I think um, I don't know, modernity and current graphical abilities may lend this to being fantastic as long as you stick to the IP and don't try and do anything too off the cuff or new is the running man. Wow. Um, Schwarzenegger. And that is a Stephen King book under the, uh, the pen Richard name Richard Bachman. Zachary. And it's a fantastic rollicking adventure of dystopian future and gore and game shows. Yes. And it's fantastic. And so I don't know if you kept it, like it is, don't try and do too much with it. You yeah. just give me a reskinning, make all the arenas look flashy. I want to see thousands of people in the crowds instead of like seven seventy-five dudes they right. found from the bus stop. So they just stand there and wave for a while. Yeah, they look Dude, pissed it, off too. Most of them, oh, you know, were going, When does the bus arrive, man? Do I get money? <laughs> you know, is there enough to get nappies from a baby? That's what I want to know. Yeah. So 
I, I think that could really benefit as long as it's tasteful. And I know I just took a big dump on Total Recall and, um, you know, and Conan as Arnie remakes. That's fine. But, that's fine. You know, I've been eating think, a lot of fiber. That's fine. Like special no, I, I, starts my day. Yeah. No, I agree with you from the perspective of that's almost the, I don't know if inverse is the right word, but it's it's a podcast and we get to use words A, inappropriately, or B, yes. invent them. It's in the books. Talk, you know. But it's almost, yeah, the opposite extreme there where it's a great story but let down by by visuals. And even though some of the visuals are crazy and 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 unique and enigmatic, um, yeah, I I think I re- even remember being, you know, a punter back then, watching it, going, uh, you know, that dude kind of looks a bit weird, like like um, light bulb, Christmas tree, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. I, dude, what a fantastic suggestion! I, I agree. Now, can I push you a little further? Ooh, can you? I don't know. Let's find out. Who do you cast? As yeah, now that's the, the man that's the that truth, runs. Dude. I mean, you. I mean, the. Uh, you could the put the. Could you not? Could you not put? I know who you're not going to want to cast. You're not going to want what's his name. Do you know oh, what I mean? Carol. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Jason Statham. You know, yeah. Who should yeah. jam out of your dungeon? You're not. You, no, I know your thoughts. Stick on to Lockstock. No, he can stay where he is. Are you going to um, put? Could you put a rock in there? Well, could that's one try? of the things. Maybe I don't think he brings up the gravity because all of a sudden it becomes a rock film. It's, it's not, not vulnerable. The film, you know. Yeah, I'm not worried about the, the rock's fine. Yeah. You know, like seriously, and you don't want to give it to Momoa, or I, I think you got to take a completely different tack. Philip, Philip Seymour Mama. Hoffman's dead. You know? <laughs> yeah, we're a bit too late, and Meryl Streep's busy. So yeah. the point, you know, they're probably going to go if you were to write it down on paper. Well, we need someone just like Arnie, so let's get the Rock or Momoa, and it's that simple. But I think both of them would be a very very poor choice. So but, I'm but sorry. I'm, saying- I'm on the spot. I can't answer that. I just don't know. Anyone would be fine. Shia LaBeouf would be great. You know, um, uh, Michael Sarah, uh, Danny McBride. This is all complete nonsense. I've got <laughs> By one. The way, they, oh, yeah? Honestly. Yeah, all right, I'm listening, man. Job's done. Michael B. Michael B. Jordan. Oh, yeah. Not, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I like it. Michael B. Jordan. That makes a hot. For those that don't know him, Google that dude. He is strong, no, it's, muscly, it's, it's, and handsome. It's Google or Google. Oh, so suck. Just, I? I keep just confusing our I know. audience. I, I'm um, getting confused. Yeah. That, wow, dude. I, I would love to see that movie. We yeah, need to I reckon I would too. Cash. <laughs> well, you know, as soon as this sort of starts taking off, I think we can start. At least budgeting for uh, some Nescafe in the um, in the green room. Yes. You know, start yeah. small, baby. Start or small. or just paint that room green. I mean, yeah. Oh, there it is. Confusing. Green paint. I love it's, it. It's confusing. Do you feel like you've 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 emitted all that you can on this subject? Oh, never, dude. But you know, there's got to be a time and a place, isn't there? Like we got other shows. So, you know, we do. We do. <laughs> we do. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we might wind it up there. And dude, once again, so much fun. Oh, um, and what a treat. Those- those playing at home, you've been listening to the Manchildian candidate, and if you're unaware of that, it's a little odd. Like, what are you doing? You need to, to you need to check what you're downloading. But that's Completely. fine. Hey, one thing we didn't actually do, which I think we need to remember to do, and Ooh. maybe I should say this off air, is no. to give our, our our players at home the ability to uh, veto the fact that you know we are actually giving out an incredible wealth of spoilers, and if you haven't 
seen one of these things, we may have just really, you know, screwed it for you. Yeah, but then again, I don't know. maybe it's inspired you to go and see this. You've had 30 years yeah. to see most of the films that we're talking about. So, yes. you know, a bit of bad luck, really. Yeah. If you <laughs> have management people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Seriously. Um, gosh. Yeah, yeah. And you've been sent to your rooms. So just, you know. <laughs> That's right. Sit no there and do your thing. But it yeah. has been a tangential taxi of delight once again to travel. Uh, oh, with you, G-Man. Thanks for coming um, with me, Pete Boss. Look, uh, you know, anytime. And, uh, you know, massive thanks to those playing at home. We love having you aboard. We look forward to interaction, communication, ideas. Um, and as as always, you can download this podcast from all of the Jujulay palette forms, Apolay, Spotify, Spotify. Um, there's a That's few, a good one. There's a few of them. It's been an absolute pleasure, Peebos. Thanks very much for having us this afternoon. To all the listeners at home, we'll catch you next time. So just scroll down and click on the next one you want to hear. That'd be amazing. You're tuned into the Manchurian. No, you're not. The Manchilding ah. candidate. I, you know, it's clearly that's where we got the little bit of pun from. So you get that now. <laughs> a little bit of behind the curtains action here before ah. we get in the green room, man. Ah. Unbelievable. Ah. I'm but not yeah. even going to fix that in editing. I love it. I don't that. think you should. Anyway, I'm sitting across P-Boss. My name is G-Man. Thanks very much for tuning in today, the Savo, or this morning, wherever you are. Yeah. Peace out, folks. <laughs> <laughs>